Hey everyone! Yes, we got some breaking news. Not just kidding. I know. I was like, "What? We got breaking news?" I know. I hit the wrong button. That, that's on me. That was all there. But uh, hey, you know it happens. We had a busy last week, uh, so it kind of just goes with everything. You flew in late last night. I drove back yeah. on Saturday, Sunday, um, after the event. So, but and those of you that have been following social media, you already you don't know that. Chad and I were at going caching in Rome, Georgia this last week with a lot of the GTN crew, just having so much fun running all over the place and seeing some great caches and just, just having a great time with each other. So. Yeah, that event is amazing. I mean, if you, I mean, if you just like visiting with people and, and having five days of different things every day, and I, yeah. I highly recommend that event. Yeah. There's so much that goes on. And in fact, we're going to go into a couple one of the aspects tonight um, on here, and as, as we're talking about how to add some really creativity to your caches, not necessarily gadget caches, which you can do these with gadget caches, but also with just any cache, just adding some creativity just to make it really cool. Um, but before we get to that, we have to take care of our sponsors. So let's hear from our sponsors. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com, that's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. All right. So I'm seeing a lot of people over here already in the chat. Of course, we got Tricacious uh, coming in with us, and we got, of course, Tom Tom Brotherman's over here, always with us, just finding our way down in Arizona. Uh, good evening. I've, I've always, we always have, and Dave's saying the tension is building, so we're building that tension for tonight. That was and for the sir, breaking news, I think. That, that's what I think so, too. And then we got Minimag over in California, and then also we got Darren down in Australia out there. And once again, we got Neil Moore Neil. on tonight. So it just a, and up here, uh, Fours Awakens. I see Fours Awakens in here. Uh, they were having a conversation before we started because Dave evidently took a nap and they didn't realize there were. Doesn't everybody take naps? No. I, I laid down at one and woke up at like four today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't was did not have that uh, capability of being able to do that today. So. Um, so yeah, then we got, uh, from, from Georgia here, a hunt, um, Victoria, um, cash the line, Adi is Adi. on here. So we got a whole bunch of people in here. Oh, um, 
pre-show nap is what that is what Dave was calling that. And then we got GCD SK11 is on tonight. So just a really great crowd on tonight. So I just really want to thank everybody for being here and uh, being with us live. And if you're listening to this uh, later on, hey, it's a lot of fun being live, but I'm glad you're with us as well. So, yeah. all right, Chad, tell us a little bit about what we're all kind of going to be, a little bit more of what we're going to be doing tonight. I know so, I know, throw it at you all <laughs> what? We, we No, no, that's okay. Uh, so... We are at Going Cash when we were there. Um, you do these puzzles to actually get uh, a prize or a part of the package, uh, there. And I think this was actually for the official coin. Well, this, um, uh, this is for the escape this, room. Oh, this is for the escape room to access the escape room, right? So, uh, they had these puzzle boxes that you had to get into, or would you call them a puzzle box? Yeah, I guess you had to have a puzzle to get into them. We had a solid uh, puzzle. But- yeah, you had to solve a puzzle to get into them. So you had to go around different towns, and they actually didn't give you uh, a coordinate where they're at. They actually gave you a starting coordinate, and then they gave you clues around the town what to look for, like past the zebra, and then you'll see the butterflies and at turn you, at the oh, Tin so Man or something like that. The one that took us the longest that had the wrong yeah. we had the wrong coordinates for. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, but anyways, it was fun like that because you couldn't. It just didn't take you somewhere, and you had to find the box and, and figure it out. You actually had to go to an area and then it would just give you some random clues and you had to think about it. Um, like there was a gear and then it was something about steampunk or something. And and you had to think, oh, gear and steampunk. Okay, I have to go this way. Uh, and then some stuff was like the name of a street was spelt backwards or something. An alley was spelt backwards that you had to flip it around. Right. Uh, and stuff. So anyways, fun puzzles like that. Once you got there, uh, you actually found the box, the puzzle box itself that you had to use a code to get into. So you had to use a decipher that they provided for you if you bought the package deal uh, to actually access the cache. And then once we got into the cache, what they did inside was really cool. Right. So and we'll get they into designed, that. We'll get into that. Yeah, actually, we'll go into this whole thing. Everything we're talking about here, we're going to get into. Derek actually, <laughs> um, just, he purchased one of these caches. So afterwards, the going caching, one thing that they do is they auction off stuff from the event um, to raise money, obviously, for the next year. Um, they kind of have the same theory I have. I mean, I could build these, but all they do is sit around. I'd rather right. auction them off or give them to someone rather, you know, so they don't sit around. So they auction them off. Derek purchased one. Uh, I think the best one there uh, he purchased. I, I, so. I love this one. This is really cool. But we're yeah. going to get into that. But yeah. I, so once again, I'm going to draw the suspense out on this before we show you that. So there's <laughs> your little tease on there. Yeah. But it so what they take... did in the cache, yeah. Sorry, right. to make it really impressive is is uh, kind of the design, uh, just the different things they did to it. So I'll let you take right. it from there since you actually have it. Right, but I'm not going to show that yet. <laughs> Sorry. So one of the things we're talking about: how can you make a cache really cool? And even so, let's let's think. Of, do you have one of the Simon boxes there? Just a simple ammo can yeah. Simon box that we've built on the show before. All right. So let's this is like, a scale. Uh, this, this is, is a scale. chase, but same. Okay. Thing. So there's a simple ammo can. Now that's, that's cool itself. Cause it's got LEDs. It's got buttons and everything, but mm-hmm. what would be a way that we could maybe make that even better? And so just kind of be thinking about that because we, I have some pictures of somebody that took one of those, um, no, actually, I will not rehide it because yeah. it's this. 
I wouldn't trust this out in the wild. No, I, was, I wouldn't put it. Out. This is the type of material. The material it, it would need to be inside somewhere. So, um, it's it, or yeah, it's gonna be keeping in my personal collection, and it'll eventually probably go back here under my um, at at back there. So, um, but to but we can simply do something. You know, paint is really cool. Maybe even do it a, a really cool theme. Um, so. There's a lot so of different, different ways things. to embellish it, right? To make right. it look impressive. And it doesn't have to be really super detailed either. I mean, um, really super fancy, just something really simple. All right. So enough drawing that part of it out. I'm going to go ahead and show you this cache. And we got this, this uh, picture um, from somebody that bought one of the kits. And this is how they decorated it. Um, as you can see, it says caution, press air release, button location, at center of breather valve before opening. Now, if you look at it closely, and it may be hard to see on your screens, but up in the top left corner of it, you might see that there is um, a, a ship. It's the Slave One from Star Wars or Bubba Fett's. Um, there. It's just a really cool, just adding the, the, the text on there and then adding some of the, it looks like they've, he's distressed it with some paint on there as well and then adding the, the ship on there. Now, if we turn it in the lift here, I really like that on that. Yeah, the on lift the, here uh, on, the, on the side of it looks really great too. But then, if you actually, when he turns around, he's got one of the Boba Fett stickers. He's at some of the markings, and then you also see the helmet. So you kind of see how he did the distressing of it, copied the distressing on the the from the helmet itself. And when he actually put that on there, uh, the sticker on there, he covered up the logo of the ammo can. I just realized that's what that was there when I saw your ammo can, Chad. Um, mm -hmm. That's just kind of covering up to keep it all in a really good theme. Just this is just a really great example of how you can do something with paint and stickers to make a cache look even even better and add more of that ooh ah factor to it. Um, unfortunately, yeah, he he brushed yeah. it with some silver. It looks like there, right? To add right. a little, so it looks right. like it's it's uh, metal and it's been rubbed on, so a little bit of aging, right? Now, unfortunately, he did such a great job. The day after he put it out, it got stolen. Yeah, so, unfortunately. And that's, that's something that when you do put out a great cash that you have to be careful with. Um, just different ways that you can keep it from stealing. But he's already gotten another one on the way, so he's going to do it, do it again. And um, I can't wait to see how that one turns out, too. Um, if he's going to keep with the same theme or if he's going to do something different. So, yeah, and Jeff from Cash Line is saying... Nice paint job for the plastic ammo can. Yeah, that looked really cool. Um, so that um, uh, did he make it in PMO? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure what PMO means. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a, one of those really cool ways. It's just a simple paint job can really make a cache look really great. Um, just that's how just as that more ooh off factor instead of just putting a simple birdhouse out, which I know on my channel you'll see. Um, Simple birdhouse is going out, and a lot of times I don't do a lot of embellishment, but I'm really I'm getting more and more inspired all the time to do a much better finish work from a lot of the guests that we've had on here, from Rick, um, Piper Co, um, Co, however you, yeah, from Colorado with his different ones that he's done to a whole bunch of other ones. Uh, of course, Rombacats. Rombacats finish work is just mind-boggling. I love your finish work, Chad, um, and that that finish work is what really you can take just about any cash and you make and can add some finish work to it. And it doesn't even have to be a gadget and it's going to add some really ooh -ah to it. And I just think that's just really cool. 
So uh, here they asked about where they can get one of the kits. Oh, well, uh, let me tell you. The easiest way, um, it, it's you can get it from the Geocache Talk Network uh, website. Go to geocachetalk.com. And I'm going to pull that up here. Um, you can go to geocachetalk.com. And uh, da, 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 da. I'm, oh, I clicked on the wrong brand. Um, go there, and there's a store at the top. And you just kind of you can click on that, and it will get you to the you uh, store Chromium print. And you just kind of go through there and search on it. Um, we have a whole bunch of different kits on there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up the, the site real quick as we're talking. Um, so, Chad, if you'll kind of take over just for a yeah. second, I will pull up the site. Yep. No problem. So when we're talking about embellishments, in fact, I ran into this uh, at Going Caching. So um, those who didn't attend, uh, Dave Wagner and myself made some caches for Going Caching this year. Uh, and on the front of all the containers, I put in just a simple geocache sticker. I always like to put that on because the caches that I make typically blend in so well, people don't want to touch them. The issue is with these stickers on there, they didn't go live for two days and people were finding them. <clears throat> and uh, the, the event forgot to put a lock on them beforehand. So there's FTFs on the cache, even though they weren't published and they weren't live yet. So it, it's kind of funny. So when you're embellishing the cache, you know, anything looks good. But one of the most important things I think is one of these, these stickers. But be careful where you put it because everybody, obviously, who was a geocache walked by, they know what that sticker is. Right. And so they actually got into it. Now, do we have those stickers on the store itself? Uh, I don't. I typically give these away at an event. I had like 300 of them with me at Going Caching, but oh, you did? Uh, I, we can put them up. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you a whole. I got a whole bunch of them. Yeah. So, I, I, like uh, one of those. I have one that I'd like to put on there. Um, so, you know, I'll just start adding them maybe to all of our kits. So I'm going to sell. So I'm going to pull up the page real quick. And this is Chromia print. And I see that it says sold out. These are not sold out as far as I know. Correct no, they, they are sold. I had to mark that because I wasn't in town Okay. to put kits back together. So he actually sold out. I told him just to put sold out on them for now. And then when I get back, which I haven't had time yet, I'll make some more kits and get them to him. I wanted to make sure I was in town to actually put the kits together and get them to him quick enough. I didn't okay. want someone waiting 10 days before that gets shipped out to him. Right. So there's the kits you can get. There's the Simon Ammo can. Um, you can get where the, with the can itself, without the can. And hey, you know you can always get the Geocache Talk, the uh, Gadget Talk um, coffee cup, and you can get those in all the other st shows as well. But there's the Gadget Talk one. Um, the scales with or without the ammo can, and then also you can also get these as pre-built already, so they're already ready to go out. And not up yet is the magic blocks. Okay. That's Not up yet, because right? I only have... I'm waiting for my laser cutter to come back online. Okay, yeah, and we're not going to go into that tonight, because that's been yeah. a sore subject all weekend. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, those just, those, so that's where you can get any of these kits that we talked about, and that's where the kit with the, the Simon, the ammo can that they... Um, I'm going to pull up his name. I, I don't I want to say his name correctly. Uh, Uber Geek, um, it's Dean... Uber Geek um, is who that was created that really cool Bubba Fett um, ammo can. And I'm going to pull that picture up one more time for those that did not get to see it. If you're just joining us. So there it is with a really cool paint job. Um, and then that's one side of it. And then that's the other side. So that's just a really, like, like we said, just a really cool way of being able to simply make a cache, um, add that ooh off factor to it just by a simple paint job. So now I love the distressing. 
In fact, we can go over that at some point on right. how to do that too on the show. Right. And and like when we had Rick on and he was talking about how he he was doing his different caches um, and that's the embellishment on there, getting things from different hobby stores and adding trees to it and moss to the outside of the, of the birdhouse um, taking um, was a vinyl or paper um, like paper wallpaper and putting it on there, then coating it really well. So it, it keeps it um, weatherproofing it. Just those simple embellishments really add so much to a cache and that what really makes it gives that, that ooh off factor. And that's just one simple way to be able to do that. So, yeah, all right. I think I've tap danced long enough and kind of <laughs> drawn this. Well, yeah, go ahead. We'll go over your thing and then I can show some of my embellishments or some stuff that I've done okay. after this. Let's get this taken care of first and see if we have time. All right. So here. All right. I'm going to go ahead and switch cameras. So here is the front of this box that we've come up to and 266. And I forgot to grab the card. Uh, for that, but 266 actually referred to one of the going caching cards that you had to have. Um, Chad may have it here. Um, I just saw you run off, but so just yeah. a simple embellishment. Okay, you got it. Uh, let it me look here. Just okay. open my box. All right, I'm gonna go to a full screen on this. So just a simple embellishment from the um, the trees that are on here. Now the way that I don't have the lock on here right now because this lock was right here, um, but. The way you would figure that out, Chad kind of mentioned before, you had these path tags. And this is just a really cool way of using these path tags. Now, on the back, they had the vanity um, codes on here. And they were in a ROT 13. So, and those that don't know what a ROT 13 is, hey, we got a show about that. It's called uh, Puzzle Talk. Uh, no, it, it's really easy. It's it's the 26 letters of the alphabet. And A refers to the 13th letter and, and so forth. Um, so that's, that's what it is. So you would take the, the code that would be on one of these path tags and you would put it into this coin. And, and this is a decipher coin. I'm going to set the camera down for a second. And so here's the, the coin itself. And once again, it looks like one of the doors and it has this little slide open. So up here, and you would find the word that would be on that path tag, like for, so that first one is um see if i can find it it was that word you're on is model t yeah it was touring so i'd have to find the word touring and so i would spin the, the gears the gears here kind of spin it and it actually sets up the word you can kind of see the words in here so i'd find touring and once i find touring it would show the number of the the first of the code so it went left to right so for top to bottom it was a four digit code so once you got that then you were able to get into the box. Then once you got into the box, this is what they did on the inside. So here we go. This is really, really cool. Okay. So for those who didn't attend, this was a Roaring Twenties theme, right? Uh, event. So everything was based on the nineteen twenties. Correct. And so when you open the box, there's what you actually saw. So this is what's inside the in there. It was a different type of speakeasy. And this one was called the Piano Room. This is the one I really liked. You got the cat down here that spilled the milk. You have uh, liquor bottles everywhere. There's mirrors. Um, and then what you actually use to stamp your card, of course, is a stamp. And that's what's right here. So that's just the stamp that they used. Um, 
that we'd use to stamp our cards. So th this one was the red one, which led into another puzzle. So that's just something really simple. Now, they, they kind of jokingly call these refrigerators because of this little button up here. Um, if you actually watch down here, when I push the button, the light goes off and on. So that's just something really cool that they added to that. And I think the really, another really cool way is how you can actually change that out. It's just a simple LED, and that's up here in the top, as you can see here. Um, I'll pass this off here to Chad here in just a second um, to show. Um, I'll spin it around, and I'll show you how you can actually change that, because that's actually a nice little nifty way of locking something um, that people may not even realize that's actually there. Yeah, and I've seen Pizza Ninja, the better to spill the beans than to spill the milk. I, I don't know. It, it could be either way. It depends on what what the problem could be. Um, so, but all these items in here, you can go to a craft store and pick them up. These are basically it's doll dollhouse furniture and different aspects that just kind of really cool the way to maybe make a diorama behind plexiglass or different things that you can just really really cool. I've seen somewhere where a door opened and it, inside it looked like there was a bird's bird's nest with a bird sitting in there and it was all fake. Um, just kind of, kind of startles you at first. Cause you think you opened up this birdhouse and you might've found a wrong one. Uh, just another way of kind of doing that embellishment, just kind of making it really, really cool as you added into it. But they just did such a great job from the interior of these. And they had six of these made and they are all different themes on the inside. So, and then of course the door, once again, is the, the 266, which ties into even the coin that goes with it. And um, so this was just a really cool way that they did that. Um, so let me, uh, I'm going to jump back here to Chad uh, real okay. quick. And as I turn this around, um, so let you go ahead and show, show what you Yeah, got. yeah, no worries. So um, for those who haven't attended, uh, one of the big things that you go in cashing is you get your own cash card. You can purchase your own cash card and you collect them. So everybody has their own number on the back of the cash card with your own trackable code that they give you. Um, so you had to find the cash cards for these boxes. Uh, and in the back, they actually had a spot here to stamp. So this is for 266, which is oops, here, that dairy cad, that number. Um, but you, this and one kind of got worn got off. So, yeah. <laughs> I got but so uh, we can go that. here with number eight. Yeah, we could restamp it. Thanks. <laughs> this is number eight, and so it was green eight on it. Um, so you just had to find this, stamp it with that eight, and then there was another part. So every time when you got all six of these, it actually gave you a secret coordinate, right, to a secret cache. And so you'd had two more cards you had to collect that had three different colors on them. So you'd have to find, in order to get the coordinates, you had to find the number. So this is green eight. So in the green box would be a number eight. You'd write in a number eight in there. So every time you had one, it was a different color. You'd write it in on two different cards and give you a coordinates to what, a bonus cache or a secret cache. Right. And that was just so, really cool. And as I'm looking at this, I'll have to look at that, Victoria. Victoria says there's a tiny switch on the lamp that turns it on. That'll Is she be being cool. serious? I, I don't know. Uh, I hope uh, that that that'll I'll look for that. Um, it's a tiny little lamp with a tiny little switch. So that's that's really cool. So all right, so I'm gonna go back to the camera real quick. And so here's the back of the cache itself. Very simple. But if you actually look up here, um, this is the door right here. 
so you can't see how that opens up. Um, I'm going to have to step away from the microphone just for a second to do this. Yeah, no worries. Um, because i got to use both hands, and I can't hold the camera and that at the same time. So um, <laughs> We can still hear you. All right, so what you do, it's actually use a, a magnet, and i got to find where it's at. There it is. So then, so it's just a child back. lock. It's just a, it's just a baby lock. So there's, it's just a simple baby lock that actually unlocks it. And then there's the light itself back in here. But just, I thought this was really cool for cash maintenance. That this is just another way that if you build a gadget and you need to get into your electronics, that might be a really great way of being able to get into how you need to do this. Um, do it. I mean, you can put a padlock. You can put different locks on there, but. If you can disguise this really well, you may never, they would may never even know how to get into that. So, and then you just kind of, it'll slide back down. You just kind of have to lift, lift that little lip up just a little bit to get it in there. And then it's, then it's locked once again. So that's just, I think that was just a really great way of being able to do, do that. And I thought that was a really cool way that even for others doing cash maintenance, that that may be a great way to, hide the electronics and for them to be able to get into it an easy way for the cash owner to be able to fix that. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I think the way getting into it is, is, is really cool. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't make it very obvious that right. that's where you need to go. And if you had some, something on there, uh, someone would probably think it's part of the puzzle and try and open it up and mess something up. So. Right. Uh, what did Forrest Wick say? Chad could use that for the, the birdhouse he's working on. I might use something. We'll see. This gave me some ideas. Yeah. Like uh, said, that's for another show. That's so. for another show. Um. <laughs> so um, back to embellishments on cat. Did you have more to go on on this here? No, not on this one. I don't know. It's all okay. you know. So that was really cool. When I saw that, I thought that's, that's a really unique, unique way to, to hide a cash. And even if you made a cache like that and part of it was uh just had that layout in there the design the the piano everything like that oh i would give it a favorite point i think that's really cool and you could actually do secret stuff in there that people would have to count to get the final code to right a lock in there so yeah, in, Al inside Al Albedo the says yeah. some of us thought there were more puzzle stuff in there right like yeah like i was saying if you had to count bottles i think you had bottles in there and if they were different colors or something you'd have to count them or count how many right uh hats or you know who knows what's in there uh to make the to make the puzzle yeah in fact that even goes back to i have a last one the epidemic treasure chest that was from the same part that i got last time too that they they stained it and made it look old and did some embellishments into it as well um and there were hints in that for the escape room so when they actually did the, the escape room when back then for the pirate theme, there were hints in the treasure boxes for that. So, so that's cool. Yeah. The escape room is another story. That was fun. Yeah. That's another story. Um, a lot of this, uh, my channel this, this, uh, this week, um, will be, you'll get to see the GTN network and spilling some beans this time. This is me spilling them a GTN network. Kind of us, those that were there kind of going around and solving these, and getting into the escape room. So that's that's this week's video on my channel, Find the Cash. So that's just kind of, we're all kind of doing some follow-ups. And then, of course, Sunday show, we're talking with a group of us that went are back on talking about uh, going caching as well. So this is the going caching follow pre-post-party uh, type stuff this this week. 
on the geocache Sunday Network. show. Yep. This week. So, all right, Chad, what would you, what okay. were the other ones you had? Uh, no, we were just talking about embellishments. Um, and, uh, other things I've done on cash is just to embellish it. That is not a big deal to do. It's pretty simple, but it, it makes that, it kind of gives it that wow factor, uh, is like, little things like on the signal on carbonite you can't see it really here with all this junk in the way <laughs> but there's a, a there's a plate down here so every maker has a plate um in their uh you know on on the stuff they make so my plate here's an, i made an extra copy of it this is the carbonite that's on that's that plate that's on the uh the signal and carbonite so it actually looks real and it just kind of gives it when people are looking at stuff that kind of wow over the top factor right so that's what, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I like to stick on them as well as, you know, if you have a cache and you want to do a little sign, you can do little signs. Like this is an adventure lab cache. This is a fence sign that hangs onto a fence. So fence companies would normally have these signs, right? And then the, the code for the adventure lab is, is right here that you'd type in. Um, and so real easy, inexpensive ways to embellish, embellish stuff or, or just give it that extra wow factor or pop. Right. Um, vinyl, um, even. vinyl, stuff like this, um, real easy to make vinyl. Uh, most people have crickets and you can cut this stuff out on crickets. Um, this is on like this cache here. So you stick it on the cache. It kind of gives you that extra, that extra well factor there. Right. And I'm just even looking at into stuff that's in your back, back wall. I mean, you got your steampunk backpack back there yeah that just has some that has all kinds of stuff on it yeah and i know um, it's, it's strapped to the wall i know you can't bring that out forward um but that's just something that's really neat that kind of adds that to you have your face hugger back here over on your left shoulder in a case yeah i see grogu uh, not grogu Groot. um over there grogu's on the other side with signal in, in the pram um oh yeah just yeah that, i'm working on finishing that up <laughs> now is that going to be a cash too uh, which one? Grogu? Grogu, yeah. No. That would be a cool no, I'm just That'd I'm just making cool. it for, for fun. But so, little things like like uh, this. like So I made one that's a safe uh, puzzle, right? Puzzle box. Right. And so you just make it look like a safe. So you use the hammered steel on it, right? And then the safes have always have these little lines around them with the safe company name. Um, you know, little things like that that you do to your cash really make it pop and give it that extra... The extra wow factor. And then I'm sure everybody's seen my my other bomb cases and stuff. Yeah. So Jeff from Cash Line says, How old is Signal? Is there a signal baby? LOL. <laughs> I don't know. You talk channel. to HQ, they have more. Yeah, yeah, frogs breed like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nikki got a little keychain while she was at going caching that she put on her caching bag of signal. I mean, it's only maybe three inches tall. If that, yeah, I have, I have lots of different signal babies in here somewhere. So, but just, just like, like we were saying, just some simple ways that you can embellish, um, your cash. Um, I would love to see in the chat different ways that maybe you have embellished one of your caches. Um, and if you always, we'd love to see different embellishments and the easy, send us an email and you can do that to gadget talk podcast at gmail.com would love to see different embellishments and different 
um, finished work that you've done on your caches itself. Uh, just kind of what adds to that wow factor to that. Holy cow. That's really cool. Um, I wish I would have thought about that. Just something simple. It doesn't take a lot. Um, just something really neat. LEDs we've talked about before will add so much, but just a simple paint job and maybe like showing, put going to the craft store and getting some, getting a cat that spilled some milk or something like that and put it in there. Um, different, different things that you can put on there just will add so much to your cash builds itself. And it's just, it's one of those things that's really cool. All right. I saw you pick up something and I think I know. Oh yeah. So I was going to talk about distressing, but real quick, you know what I think I need to make is a plush uh, signal tadpole. Yeah. And that's, that's the baby. That's the baby. But anyways, yeah, that's the baby. baby. Uh, (laughs) So uh, um, talking about distressing, distressing is really, really simple to do. Uh, And we can show it on a podcast, but something like this, this is a a miniature pit droid, a 50% size one. And, you know, this is just painted, uh, but it's distressed. So you, it looks like it's actually been rubbed on and, and used, you know, and abused quite a bit. Um, right. Doing something simple like that actually adds an extra wow pop factor, which is in that can, what he did on that ammo can there. Um, you can see where he actually used the brush and he actually just uh, painted over a little bit of silver on there. I think it shows um, it better on this one. There it is. Yeah, it shows it much better on there. And so that whole distressing like that looks really, really good, especially on the edges. So the high points is where you really want to get it because that's typically the part that's going to rub on on anything, which is kind of this, if you go back here to the camera, um, on the uh, pit droid here. Um, typically, if it's going to rub on anything, it'll be the top or the round edges, corners, or even these edges here. So that's where you typically want to do your distressing is areas that would would see more wear and tear. Um, same thing here on this here, right? So uh, you can see all the my dog in the background. Yeah, I think I have an Amazon wear and delivery. Tear. I wasn't sure if that was yours <laughs> or mine. So you can see the wear and tear. It's kind of hard to see on here, but uh, right. this is this is fun as well as just making it is just a fun thing to make. But uh, anyways. Uh, Adding that distress to it, distressed look, the aged look looks is a really easy uh, way to to make it pop. Right, and we mentioned it earlier. Um, we're talking about um, Rick's, and so just this, this simple embellishment, just adding this little window. And we've been he's been on the show before talking about this with these little mushrooms um, on on the top of it. Um, I had to go back through and find. Oops, that's how you get into it. Um, but then this, there's how it comes out as part of the mechanism. But just that simple brushwork that he did with the paint, and you can do that, which is kind of, whoop, don't need that part of it on there. Um, just simple painting of the different aspects of, of how you paint it is just one of those, just really cool how you can do that. And I'm trying to find, see if there's another one um, that he sent me as well that has some really neat um, embellishments to it. But that one... For sure, and that was one of the ones that he talked about here on, on the show itself. And I'll see if there's another shot because there's a he does a really good job with his caches. Yes, he does. I'm I'm looking for the one that he one of them that he sent me one time, um, that him and his son built together, and it is it was a reed switch. Okay, here's some. Okay, here's some another one. Um, see if I can get. So this one here, it's 
it was a little can it looks like and it had leds in it and when you lift it up there's a up here is actually a switch that this would actually light up and i'm just see if i can there's, there's a sound one. module in there it looks like yeah there may be a sound module but it was but it's a simple it's a diorama and it's a if you actually look here the log is in and a bison tube but when it lifts up there looks like there's sound modules so it may have like water sounds into it or something and but then maybe have some leds that would light up as well but just another simple way and there's kind of locks of it same thing the geocache sticker on the front and that's those boxes there those containers at home depot Here's one here that I used, and it has it's what I use actually for UV lights to sit in for a right. uh, night cache. Um, right. These are these are like five or six dollars at Home Depot. So I mean, yeah. you really can't beat the price of these things. Uh, the only thing I don't like is how they open up, but um, you know what he did there makes you know gives it that wow factor. And for five or six dollars, that's a really inexpensive cache. To make. Right. And then here's um, another one. I'm gonna go to this one again. And then here's another one. Just kind of adding a tree into it, um, and there may be some more stuff that goes in there. But you can see the batteries in there that and it has some LEDs on here on the side that would just kind of light it up as well. So I mean, just and these you're finding it you're finding an ammo can, but the logs in a preform. Um, but that's just another example of how just adding something simple, simple embellishments can do it. Now, like Adi said earlier, when we asked the question if you have any um, that has some really great embellishments, and he said too many to mention lol and if you haven't gone up into mingo around mingo and kansas city and uh, i said kansas city but up in kansas where adi's got a lot of his caches you will find some really cool caches that may be even really simple but the embellishments on them are phenomenal they're just really great and so he's done a really good job on that um so um, i'm gonna try and catch up on the chat here real quick and i see you reading it as well yeah, and, and Dave mentions Mod Podge uh, was his go-to for the graphics. So what he did was use Mod Podge. If no one's used it, I actually have some back here I can show you. Uh, he would actually put the paper down or a sticker, print on a, a piece of sticker or paper, and then Mod Podge over the top of it, which then gives it that um, that seal over the, the top of the uh, paper itself. So then, you know, any kind of uh, moisture or anything won't ruin the uh, the paper. All right, I, got, I just got to show this one real quick. Um, Actually, this is just another creative way of this is a creative LPC right here. It's a looks like a mousetrap and a yellow a nano underneath it. Um, so this would be that's just a creative LPC that you could probably find somewhere. Uh, just that's just kind of funny. Um, so I just wanted to show that real quick as as I'm and that was another one of Rick's. I'm just kind of going through trying to find some more embellishments. So this is one of Dave's, what he was talking about. This is a piece of paper or a sticker, and you can see he modge-podged over it. Then that then also keeps the moisture away from the thing. Right. On there. Oh, what's his phone number on there? I should probably make sure. Didn't show that too much. <laughs> Dave gets a bunch of phone calls. It's my fault. Sorry, Dave. Um, well, he puts it on all his caches anyways. Nobody's yeah. gonna, if they, everybody doesn't have his phone number yet. What you been doing? Haven't been finding Dave's caches, evidently. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's, this is, I mean, we do gadgets and different things, but we can still even take those gadgets and make them even better. And that's kind of what this, the finished work, um, is what we're really talking about tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately we got back late this week and we didn't have time really to put anything together, Now, here's so, a good but tip. I think this is a great subject. I do too. Here's a great tip. And this comes from Neil Moore, put a smear of Vaseline on what you are painting and then, 
when you paint, when the paint dries, wipe it off or wax or whatever uh, resists the paint. That will add some really cool effect to it as well. That's that's a really great idea. Thanks, Neil. Um, yeah, I've not tried the Vaseline. Yeah, I haven't tried that either. Um, okay, Bell's asking, uh, uh, do you put Mod Podge down first, then paper, then more over the top? You can, yes, because it actually will glue it down there as well. And then you can, yeah, it, it I can do, I've done it both ways. Um, so that, that really, I've done it both ways. How about you, Chad? Uh, I've not used Mod Podge on any cash, but uh, I would probably print it on a sticker, stick it on and then do Mod Podge, but either way will work. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's not going to hurt either way. Quincy uh, Cryptid says, uh, make sure you make get sure the get outdoor Mod Podge. Okay, and so Dave, Dave says yes, under and over. Yes, that's I was just coming up to that. And Tom says uh, he'll be calling later about your car warranty after the show, by the way, Dave. <laughs> so now that he's got your number, sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is, like I said, we're different ways that we can do this. Um, and then Jeff Cash Line is saying, I'm always afraid of caches. So intricate like that getting stolen lost broken vandalized so much work and effort always a risk putting them out very true but if you don't put them out then you're not spreading the fun and everything like that for those out there i mean it's it is a risk that we all take as gadget builders anyways because there is a lot of money there is a lot of time and a lot of sweat and blood and a lot of blood i mean i've nailed my fingers a few times and or hit them or whatever um but they into that and when they do go missing or break or that aspect of it it does um it hurts it does hurt but at the same time getting those logs and reading the logs that those that did find it and everything is well worth the effort and everything that you put into it so yeah try cash just said he lost two this week which is that you know, I don't care who you are. That hurts. You know, that you hurts. put a lot of time and effort in there, even though you can make it and put a new one back. That just, that is terrible. Yeah. We're the, um, yeah, that's. So um, when making hockey goalie helmets, artists will sprinkle the helmet with water before airbrushing. When it dries, it has a natural water drop effect. That's cool. So if you're doing airbrush, if you're doing different paint techniques, that's another really great, great way um, to do it. If you know somebody that can do flame work, um, there was a cache that went up in flames um, that we've talked about a couple times that the paintwork was just really, really cool. Um, they airbrushed flames. I mean, it looked real. It looked like real f flames up the birdhouse and everything, and they yeah. got blown up. I would have to go through a whole bunch of chats to find it, and I don't, I don't remember the guy's name right off that he sent it to me, but it was just, just such a really great way of doing a cache. Um, your superhero in Jeopardy, the way you have the lights on in, on the inside. Of course, um, that embellishment, that was really cool. Um, I mean, the whole cache is cool, but even that was just really neat how you did that. Um, it's fun. I like doing that. And just like what Chad said here, he's looking forward to making one of one of the ones that were stolen better. When I put something out, I'm always thinking, you know, or after I put it out, I'm like, oh, I could have done this to make it better. I like working with other people too, like Dave, who actually originally had that cash and be like, what can I do to make it a little bit different? And fortunately for me, I have power, right? So I can make you have the power. Oh, yeah, I have the power. I have power to run the cash. So, uh, 
so anyways, you can do different things and, and that's what I really like doing, but I also like always thinking of a better, a way to make the cash better. So, right. Um, and there's always, always room for improvement and we're always trying to think of different ways to do different things. Um, like one of my, <laughs> we can go into this and I'm gonna go into this more on later on, on my channel, but one of the caches I built on my channel after beta testing in different, two different locations, I've come to find out that, you know, I think I could need to go ahead and get some better read switches to put in this. That's going to help it because it's, they're not, they're not as accurate as, as I want them to be. They keep failing as, a, as it goes along. So I'm going to actually get, have to invest in some better um, read switches and maybe even coming up with a better way of how I'm wiring those and still have the same effect. But that's just part of even beta testing. And when you put them out, what can you do differently? Um, as much as we hate our caches being destroyed and breaking, sometimes the second time around is going to be better. I don't know if I ever put a cache out for the third time once it breaks, but th that second time will be generally a lot better than the first time. Yeah. And, and that goes, you know, one thing to think about when you're ordering parts is sometimes the cheapest part isn't the best part. Right. Um, to buy. So the real cheap read switches sometimes, maybe they won't work right. They won't function correctly. Um, you know, there's different parts that you can buy. And yeah, you might be able to get an Amazon really inexpensively, but are they actually going to work all the time? Uh, you're going to have any issues with them. So that's something uh, that you need to test. And that's something that we typically test on all of our, our kits uh, over and over. And I've learned now which parts and what brands I like to purchase from. Right. And that's why our prices sometimes maybe may say, well, that's a lot of money. Well, we're trying to make sure quality. We're all trying to make sure of that. Th you're not going to have to do a lot of cash maintenance um, for failure of the part itself. I mean, if it's a plastic ammo can, if you're putting a plastic ammo can out in the winter and it freezes, I can't do anything about the integrity of the plastic can. And we've watched Josh accidentally kick one into a hole accidentally on his channel before. Um, or even try and pick one up and it was frozen and it snapped. I mean, the plastic is brittle. That's just, there's no way around that, but, um, just so, um, Bill asked, would you put it back in the same, in the, in a, in a new location? It, it really depends. I mean, sometimes you can, sometimes you, you, you do, sometimes you don't. It just depends on your location and what you're having to do there. Um, yeah. And then and location, Dave, like Dave says, there is the best defense. Right. Uh, that, absolutely true. We did an event where they put out a bunch of caches, and before when the event went live, four of them were already gone. Uh, and they happened to put them around homeless camps. Well, that's probably not not a good place to put them uh, because they're, they're going to see that and go, oh, look at this. There's a free container. I'm going to take it. So think about where you're putting it. If there's a lot of traffic going in and out, if it's in the woods, you know, do people walk right next to it all the time, or do you go a little bit further up off the woods so uh, it's not so obvious? Um, you know, put it underneath the fake rock so it's not so obvious, uh, anything like that. Um, right. And if you get permission from a building owner, you can, there's lots more options you can go with. Right. And I know, go back on the embellishments. I know on one of Rick's, one of his caches, he had some moss on the top of it originally. Well, he found out that the birds liked that moss to make for their nests. So his moss was being muggled by birds. So when you do embellishments, you got to think about wildlife as well. What are they going to be wanting to get if it's on the outside of it? Um, if you're using part of the outside of it 
for a puzzle, how is that going to wear and tear? So you have to think mm -hmm. about that aspect of it too. Um, if you're painting it and then you have a nice lacquer or, or seal over top of it, um, that they can see it and that, that'll work really great. Um, just really think about those different aspects of it. If you have uh, individual parts, like on the picture, I'm just going to bring it back up again um, of the, the ammo can. It's got the, the slave one from Boba Fett on there. What if that is key to solving the puzzle? It's not on this one because it's a Simon ammo can, but if that's something that's key to the solving the puzzle, what happens if somebody steals that? I've seen caches that have been named, uh, different things and they've had this embellishment but when i found it i'm like why did he was it even called this because that piece of embellishment has been stolen uh, people thought it was swag or something and they just has taken it so those are things that when you're doing and these embellishments if you want to use it as a um different type of puzzle to be able to get into it how are you going to secure that so it doesn't get stolen or do you have a backup as well. So that's just something that you need to think about when you're doing that as well. Is this your laser printer all of a sudden working? Chad? No, no. <laughs> so, um, I'm reading this, uh, that uh, Tom, Tom says a uh, wildlife muggles. Yep. It happens. Dave is saying fake leaves turn pink after sun exposure. So that's good to know. So just different, you have to think about how these things are going to weather um, as well. Uh, the Force Awakens, don't place a fake rock cache near water unless you want a nine-year-old to practice skipping stones with it. Very <laughs> true. Very true. Um, uh, Bell says, I have to work on my asking businesses for permission skills. Business uh, permissions. Yeah, we do. And that's, that's something that when hopefully with the event here in Memphis, We'll have a lot of these different gadgets and stuff like that. We'll be actually at businesses um, because I've, I know personally for a lot of my gadgets that are more expensive, I've put them at businesses and I haven't here because I haven't gotten necessarily all the businesses that I want to deal with yet um, and involved and hooped in there yet, but that's coming. But in Charleston, they were at businesses of friends and, um, and I never had those were the ones that weren't muggled. The ones that were destroyed and um, muggled, were the ones that were out in the woods or um, not at businesses. So those were one that people are less likely, I feel, um, to damage something that's attached to a business than they are to do something somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And the skills technically, I mean, every cash you place, you're supposed to ask for permission. So it should come pretty simple after you ask one or two people, but right. we know how that works all the, sometimes. Yeah, we went into that in our class as well on at going caching when we talked about different aspects of it, um, a permission. Um, yeah, we're supposed to ask permission. And we and so yeah. Um, spiders, yeah. I've had I had a lot of spider removal, cache maintenance on my birdhouses recently. Um, really big spiders. So yeah, that's just I've had those. I've had some of the logs that you get when people find those is rather hilarious just telling you um i've had some of those but one of the things as, after this event just thinking about a lot of different of the gadget caches and, and probably one in particular when they're in Adi can attest to this as well and so can dave and so can you chad 
caches generally are not found 400 times in a weekend. Right. That 400 times being found in a weekend is really rough on a cache. <laughs> so um, if you are in an area that has a gadget cache or has that type of cache and you've had a huge event, a mega, you're going to want to go do cache maintenance pretty much right after it because there's going to be something that's it needs to be fixed. We saw a cache yeah. brand new that got broke first day before, even, before you even had the ftf if, yeah it got broken during the somebody trying to get it as an ftf and so yeah. that's and it was a really great cash it it was big it had a great theme to it it was multiple stage um sequential puzzle gadget cash aspects of it broke um before yeah. um just people being rough and that's something that we have to, as a gadget cache builder, you have to think about. We try and think of, well, they're geocachers. They're going to take care of it. No, not necessarily. Not with, not a lot of these gadgets because sometimes they, they're trying to brute force it or they don't understand it or they they think you may have to they get impatient or frustrated. Impatient and yeah. frustration. I mean, so there's just a lot of different aspects that can happen. And yeah, Nadi says, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah, when I hide caches for uh, events, typically I I spend that day, I plan that day just to go out and do maintenance, right? If there's going to be a lot of people finding it. So um, <laughs> that's just the way it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> FTF first to fudge it up. First that's to good. fudge it up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> Sorry, I just about spit my drink all over my microphone. That would not have <laughs> been good when I read that. Yeah, that's that good. Funny. We're granted. We're gonna have to We're save that one. That. Instead of first to flop, like we said in the uh, yeah <laughs> in our play that we did, it's the first to fudge it up. Um, and then Dave says, "I saw the magic blocks. Got a lot of uh, faves from the cache caches that go in caching. So yeah, so that one went out, and that was really good. That that went out this last weekend. Yes, thanks to Trey Cassius for showing us how that's done. Yep. Uh, that's that is a huge hit. So and and everybody there, I mean, that's. They knew where that came from, so right, which is really cool. I mean, it, it's awesome to have a name out there and be known for those magic blocks. And everybody goes, "Oh, that's that's a Tricasius build," right? So that's just really great. So, all right, Chad. Any other final any words? Final words for tonight before we jump off? No, nope. kind of wrapping everything up. Yep. Nope. Just uh, next uh, next show uh, is on. I probably should have looked this up. I started to. Well, you're talking, uh, our next show, we're going to be going over, uh, we're going to go back to the birdhouse. So, um, we talked about last time we, or last show, we actually built a birdhouse. Uh, and now this next show, we're going to have the listeners on as well, uh, uh, to come on and do the birdhouse challenge as far as what you're going to put in it, the puzzle, uh, anything like that. So I'm going to finish up my birdhouse and I'm going to put a puzzle in it and, uh, and show you how to do all that. So it'll be fun. And that show is uh let's see here it's on a tuesday 26th tuesday the 26th october 26th yep tuesday october 26th when we'll be revealing the different birdhouses and remember if you have a birdhouse um that you want to come on the show and show to every all of us uh simply just send us an email at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com um and so send us that let us know that you want to come on that way we can get you the link um for you to come on also you can always send us a message at gadget talk podcast on Instagram. 
and that will get that as well. Um, so yeah, we just really and tag us on Instagram if you're finding a really cool mm-hmm. cache or you find one of these um, birdhouses or something that's got really cool embellishment. Tag us on Instagram. We'd love to see that. That'd be really great. Or send us an email. Send us a picture of it. Uh, send us a Facebook message to either myself or Chad, all any of us. Um, just really love to see that. Um, so that's just kind of what we've been talking about tonight. Um, so that's just some really great ideas. I've loved all the tips that we've gotten from everybody in, in, the, in the chat tonight of different ways, different techniques, the paint, painting techniques. Uh, of course, Rumacats. Where do you see? Uh, um, Roma he's going to be on here. Yeah, some stuff. Yeah, some he's going to be on here. He's have some stuff to present as well. Um, sure. So that's really great. Uh, thanks, Tom. So if you have watched, hit that like button. Uh, hit that smash, smash that for us tonight. I would love to see that. Um, just a lot of different ideas. Like I said, just some different painting techniques that we've learned tonight and the Mod Podge, the little simple things to brighten up your cash. I mean, just simple, the paint job or just a simple, the, the path tags, how they were able to solve this or the, the trees that are on here. And of course the simple of what's inside of here. I think you could do some kind of puzzle in there on that too, to make that part of the way to get to another box or something that's locked. Right. And after the show, I am going to look for that little, I'm going to look for that slight switch on that lamp, by the way. So if you see, you're going to have to post on your Instagram. I want to see it work. I will actually, I'm going to let you talk just for a second. I'm going to see if I can find it real okay. quick. Okay. But on, on something like this to make it another puzzle inside, I'd put a piece of plexiglass on the front, obviously. So people cannot get in there and touch it because I think if this was out in the wild, I think someone would destroy it. But, uh, I would probably use, you could use, uh, make it a top cache. So you have to use some cot tots on it. So maybe on the mirror, you could put a number that's UV uh, in there. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. That is amazing. <laughs> I didn't even know that even did. That makes either. it that much better. That was worth the money on it. Yes. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> so that cool. is really cool. Oh, it's actually a little switch in there. There's a little switch. Just like, oh, see if I can. I got to find a so pointer. Cool. Hold on. <laughs> I can't get my finger in there now. That's cool. There's a little uh, switch. You could do. Base. Love it. Wow. That is really cool. That is so um, cool. <laughs> yeah. You could do, I see all the bottles on in there too. Go down a little bit on oh, that okay. cash. Um, there's a bunch of bottles. You could do part of the code on uh, different color bottle tops or, or something like that. Um, Three candlesticks. You know. and yeah. Four roses, so that's really two cool. Mirrors, two pillars, two chairs. Yeah. So anyways, it's, it's up to you, you know. Um, what you could do, but I, I would personally put a piece of plexiglass on the front of that and then make another code, another puzzle that they have to find to get actually a code to the lock. To, right. To the so log maybe book. something up here, the log yeah, would actually be exactly. here and you'd have to open up that instead of the stamp and you could have, yes. it just be a simple thing in there that you could do. Yep. And I, you could use a barrel, uh, <laughs> a barrel lock, uh, on it or something with the, with three digits or, or four. It's up to you. Right. So that's just really cool. Yeah. Sorry. Everybody's like, holy cow, it does light up. Uh, Gary goes, it lights up. Uh, <laughs> Dave is saying, it's a Tiffany lamp. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, that's just a really great way. Um, so, but I just want to thank cool. everybody for joining us tonight. It's been a great night. Um, I know it's a little bit different than what we normally do. We didn't go into a build, but this is just something, another way 
of making a really great cache gadget or a creative cache, how you may be able to use these different things for puzzles to get into them as well. So, but thank you for joining us tonight and don't forget to tune in on this Sunday for the Sunday, the Plano Sunday show or the POSS is what we call it. Um, it's for, we're going to be talking about going caching some more or gone caching as I believe is what Gary called it. Uh, with the, with the crew that was great so we over now, see more of that. It's, it's over. Um, I'll probably just leave this on my desk for or this, my table here so we can show this again for those that did not get to see it tonight. And we might be able to go into that as well. But uh, so, really go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so, um, you know, remember also next year, July 16th, we have uh, Cash Fest going on. That's right. So make sure you make your plans to attend. And right now we have a limited number. Um, we sold a bunch this weekend, but we have a limited number of the coins on there. Um, if I can get them in, out there. So really cool coins. Uh, limited number. We're not making any more after this. Uh, so go on there and order your coins. Right. And you go to cashfest.com to get that. And then you just go to the coins to the store on there and you can find the coins on there. We're so, um, but yeah, thank you for joining us tonight and we will catch you uh, on the 26th. And remember, send us an email. If you have a cash at your birdhouse cash at your building that you want to be featured on that show. But until then, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, see you this weekend for Sunday show. Good night, everybody. All right. All right.